This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the final movie for the DC Extended Universe, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Plus, Avengers Secret Wars may be split into two movies. We discuss all the current open plot threads in the MCU. Warner Brothers may merge with Paramount. A version of Mickey Mouse will enter the public domain next year. The latest episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV Plus and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Tuesday, December 26th, 2023. <laughs> oh, hi. I didn't hear you come in. This is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, if somebody could please explain to me what a geek boner is, my life would be complete. Until then, rock on, nation. Oh yeah, listener. Hey, 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 what's happening? Thanks for pressing play, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. And that's it. We're rolling it. That's uh, it. Just the two. It's just the duo. Kicking this it week, old school. Finishing out the just year. Just the two of us. You and I. We can make it <laughs> if we try. The two am I, of us. Am, I, am I Will Smith yeah. and are you the son? <laughs> or I was thinking, am I uh, Dr. Evil and you're Vern Troyer? Oh, yeah. Or the well, other way be, around. I think it'd be other. Well, yeah, maybe. I, it could be a good Dr. Evil. I could be also a good mini me. Either, either way. Yeah. Yeah. You are short. We're, yeah. We're, yes. What's your height for the for the audience? What is your height? I'm gonna say it's like five six, five seven ish. <laughs> yeah. It's not. The, it's not the tallest. It's short, but it's, it's short. not. It's not abnormally short. It's not Kevin Hart short. No, taller than that motherfucker. Uh, anyways, you, yeah. You're, but are you? You're probably wider than you are tall. <laughs> no, not yet. Anyways, <laughs> maybe sometimes in the future. I'm like a nice brick Lego. I'm, I got the body of a Lego figure, you right? You have a. You are. You do have a Lego. Just figure. like a square rectangle. And if you take off your hat, it's you can see exactly where you would insert the next oh, yeah. Lego on I, top of your hat. Yes, it's I, like a perfect perfect circle. I have a notch on my bald spot to <laughs> attach whatever you want. You can put another one on me. You can put a yellow yeah. version of you on top of you or whatever. Listen, Rugs will be back next next year, next show. Next, yeah, next year. It'll be next Let's year. Let's just go with next year. Yeah, it's uh, and he's okay. He just uh, the story goes he was visiting his family for Christmas in Romania and got detained at customs. Trying to smuggle a sausage in the slack hole. Uh, they don't. They don't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. No flora Not- or fauna. <laughs> 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 Some uh, Romanian H in the slack. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. They, he's still in customs. It's fine. Who knows? Yeah. He didn't watch Locked Up Abroad. Like you don't do that. That show has got me so scared from taking a package from anyone. It was like, hey, can you just put this in your bag? Just put it in your bag. It's fine. <laughs> No, another show to make Imran's more paranoid. Oh my about god, things. never do that! Because every episode of that show, the dude's always like, "Yeah, it seemed like a bad idea, but I did it anyways." <laughs> like every episode <laughs> of Locked Up Abroad, nobody learns. You don't fuck around like that. But look, we have our final superhero comic book movie of the year to review, and a little bit of news. It's a slow news week. Let's dive in. All right, Jock and Ned podcast. 
Uh, yeah, slow news week this week, Anthony. It's the end of the year. Now you know nobody nobody wants to put out things, even though I want them to put out things. For example, like the fantastic forecasting. You think this would be the time, but I think we're not getting uh, we're not getting slow week. Yeah, we're not getting something before the end of the year, and so definitely feel like they're going to save it for a big announcement next year. More rumors of uh, Mads Mikkelsen and or Cillian Murphy possibly playing Dr. Doom. Hmm. Even though Mads was Casilius, but you know what? It, it doesn't matter. Didn't he die in that movie? He did die. Okay, so it's fun. But you know what? And, but you know what? They had him in like purple eye shadow and stuff. So. Yeah, you barely recognize who it was. was Mads yeah. Mikkelsen. Yeah. And I think that kind of redoing return, he's a great actor. If you could still use him, go ahead, use him. It'll be more impactful role. But really, I've still been thinking about this fucking Kang business this whole week. Okay. <laughs> because it's a fucking pickle. I've gone back and forth. I've been listening to a lot of opinions from other podcasts uh, about what is going to happen in the future. And they make some good points. First of all, what are they saying? Well, John Roca made a really good point. We had a lot of fun, like recasting Kang, like, you know, imagining who could play Kang and largely picked a lot of black actors to replace the Jonathan Majors. But Roca was like, there's no way any black actor is going to take this role because John, really? because they're probably friends with Jonathan Majors. He's respected and it would be them essentially uh, agreeing with the possible railroading in court that it may have happened to him. Like, it would just be it's a bad look, right? It's like a brotherhood. Like you couldn't, but <laughs> but but I think it's like a lose lose either way. If you recast him with a white dude, now you're whitewashing. But I mean, he's blue, so it, all of this doesn't matter. But any other race, like I don't think Marvel wins either way because, like, I mean, what do you think about that point? I feel like that there's some there's something there. Like a black actor would not take this role, going how this trial went down. I don't think so. No? I, I think that's a silly. I think I think there might be something in terms of Hollywood in general friendships. Yeah, but you want to stab a dude I in think, the back and be like, "I'm just going to take." Yeah, it. but I think there might be a lot of actors that are friends with majors and don't want to take the role out of respect to him. But to distill it down to, well, the black the brothers won't do it. I mean, <laughs> because they're the, all friends. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. That seems a, a step too far. Maybe. I don't think. I don't think because they're all black. I, let's put it this way: I'm sure there are some white actors that would probably say no to the role too. Oh, sure, because they're friends with him, not because. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think they would go. Well, I'm white. I'm taking it. But it's almost <laughs> like you're just like you know siding with the judgment or whatever. Even though, uh, and I don't yeah, think I don't know. I, maybe yeah. There's that, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, Boiling it to race would be the, right. the one. I, thought, I think, yeah. think it'd be more the other, the latter, or not the latter, what you said. Yeah, friends. Just friends. Just some, yeah. And I mean, I thought Roka had some good points. I don't think he's going to do any jail time when it all comes down to it. Uh, probably just some probation. I'm sure though, some of the actors that will, might be up for it might even call him to say, hey, you know, I've got this great opportunity. Would I, I would love to have your blessing to do this. Oh, that, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be the, that would be the way you'd have to approach it. Because I, I remember when um, Garfield got cast yeah. to replace M- McGuire, I think he called Toby. Oh shit! And asked to get his oh, blessing to that's continue nice. the role. Yeah, because you know they were supposed to do a Spider-Man four, yeah. and then that got completely scrapped. And they were like, "We're not even doing. We're rebooting it yeah. now." Poor so Garfield. Kind of a similar situation. I don't think Tom Holland called Andrew Garfield when that shit happened, and a- Andrew was just like, "What? What happened? About Spider-Man? I don't know." <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Maybe he did. Who knows? So also, I think that they will change the name. You know, it's supposed to be Avengers King Dynasty, Avengers Secret War. Jeff Snyder on the Broca podcast has said he's heard that the, it's that the Secret Wars is going to be like a five hour movie cut into two parts. And it will be two movies because I think you got to pivot away from the name Kang now, because when you hear Kang, you, you think of Jonathan Majors and you think of all that bullshit. So, like, you don't want that. You don't want any part of that in your audience, any any resemblance of this thought. So I think you got to change it. What if they just hmm. do like an AI character? Kang is completely CG, a completely <laughs> CG character. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll recast, but I could see them because they want to pivot so much from just whatever majors is lingering effects of this trial are on the franchise. Maybe I could say, I guess I could see them pivoting out of king there's another rumor out there from the cosmic circus about how they're going to be doing things that don't necessarily tie into secret wars uh this guy says arcs like devil rain midnight suns and mutant stuff uh is Mm. what they're looking to do after secret wars and maybe world world war hulk but it's all it's confusing it's all confusing they got a lot of ideas we'd like to like to see where it's all going that was a that was the the problem with the first is they went so far into different ideas which was okay I thought but everyone was like well what is this building towards yeah. and then we kind of got what it was building towards and now we don't know what it's building towards because the guy that was doing it is no longer doing it yeah, yeah it's quite a mess and maybe maybe even the multiverse thing has has, has worn its welcome a little bit I you know part of me is like just wrap up this multiverse shit and move on. Right. It's becoming a little crazy. Make it like the comics. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. But even <laughs> in the comics, it gets a little much like sometimes. Like, can I do Rug Boy? Yes. Oh, okay, it, it's not going to work. Uh, not funny. Uh, yeah. It's not like the comics. Uh, 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 if you don't make it like the comics, it's not going to work. Fuck that show. Yes. Fuck it. Exactly. That's pretty good. You should just it's be doing comics. Wow. Now oh. everybody knows that it's been you doing Rug Boy this whole time for the past eight yeah. years. That's all. He's very talented that, that rug, listener. It was always me. He's extreme. I don't know why we kept the charade up for so <laughs> long, but it was always me. Talented voice. The only time actor. I didn't do it was when my voice was too sore. Yeah, yeah. Then it was an AI. Um, and then it was someone else sticking their hand up someone else's slack hole. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me sticking my own hand up my own slack hole. Uh, I mean, look, not every movie in the in the in the Infinity Saga was about like the Infinity Stones, but a lot of them were. And we are gonna get uh, Daredevil, Born Again, Thunderbolts, Deadpool three. So there's some fun stuff coming. Listener, join this conversation. Let us know what you're looking forward to. Join the Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. There's a link in the episode description. Jock and Nerd. It is a, an exclusive closed group for our listeners. Uh, let me ask you this, Anthony. The Infinity War and Endgame brilliantly wrapped up like 20 movies worth of plot threads and callouts and Easter eggs and closures. And it was quite an amazing feat. Now, we're getting two big Avengers movies. Not as much time has passed, but a lot of shit has happened. Do you think mm-hmm. they could pull this off again? With the amount of plot threads that are left open, because I have a Redditor has posted all the open plot threads in the MCU currently. Thought we could go. It seems like there's a lot. There's a lot. So I don't know. 
Uh, I want. I'm gonna. We're gonna run down these, and I want to know if any of these were gonna be even considered, or or they're gonna do anything, or they're just gonna be like whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. So this guy's list goes back to Ant Man. Hydra agent Michael Carson manages to obtain pin particles and escape. So there's a Hydra dude out there with pin particles. I don't even remember Mitchell. I don't even remember that. Yeah, so. I don't remember that one. <laughs> so apparently he's out there. Okay, the next one is from Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, and it's about how Aaron Davis mentions he has a nephew at home who is none other than Miles Morales. So here is an opportunity for them to introduce uh, Miles in the MCU, right? That'll happen. They'll do Miles. Yeah, and they could. They they got Aaron Davis. The Tinkerer is still at large. Remember that? I don't, I, I don't remember that. The tinkerer, tinkerer was one of those dudes working on the tech with uh, Adrian Toomes. Oh. He's still out there. And Matt Gargan uh, still wants revenge. Uh, who is the Scorpion against Spider-Man, but he was in jail last okay. time. Okay. Doctor Strange. This is a, a kind of a big one. Mordo is still out there hunting down sorcerers. Remember that post credit scene? And I then, do remember that one. And then uh, nothing came of that shit. And they had a second movie. No, nothing came of that one. Uh, I don't know. To be determined. Okay. From WandaVision, there is a white vision out there somewhere. doing. I think white vision something. will come back because simply because... Um, he is not friends with Jonathan Majors because he's white. Oh, that's a good point. You can, yes. White vision is fine. You don't need <laughs> if to, he was black vision. That would might have been a problem. That'd be tough. You might be boycotting. <laughs> uh, white vision it will be bad. Okay. White vision. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Sure. Oh, shit. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sharon Carter is the power broker. And nobody, uh, nobody knows. And she's back. I think that CIA. might be a thread that they bring up later. Maybe in Thunderbolts. Maybe in Captain America 4. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a big one. She yeah. was this power broker. Uh, here's another big one from Shang-Chi in Legend of the Ten Rings. The Ten I Rings. That one's, yeah, Ten Rings. Sending out a signal, signal to an unknown yeah, location. That, that, that's part of something. Where's it going? And also, Xia Ling has taken over the Ten Rings. So, are they still. Isn't that supposed to be a TV show? Yeah. There was a couple of things that did not pan out. Um, so, are they still a terrorist organization or is she doing good? Unclear. And where's Shang-Chi? I want to see him. He was great. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's a bunch from Eternals, of course. Uh, Arishem still has to pass judgment on the whole planet. Mm -hmm. Remember, he said, I'm going to go. How long is this judgment going to take? Is there red tape involved, paperwork? Who knows? Uh, Eros shows up, Harry Styles, at the end. Uh, oh, there may okay. be some spoilers here. Whatever. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. To rescue Circe and the others, right? I don't think that uh, the Eros thing... That might not happen. With Puck, with Patton Oswald as a CG Puck. That was crazy. Well, not only that, what's his name? Uh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles as Eros, which is strange. Dane Whitman goes to pick up that blade, and he hears uh, Blade's voice as he's picking up the get Ebony Blade. At some point. Maybe in the Blade movie. And then the big one, fucking Tiamat's body, has been sticking out oh, of the ocean. They're never going to address This that. whole that time. Just, don't, does, at this point, just leave it as that's, in. That's funny. It's a funny, like, side. You just see it in the sides of, like, websites yeah, just, and newspapers. You just, well, yeah, when you're flying from uh, India to Australia over the Indian Ocean, you're just like, whoa. That airline. That's a monster. That's yes. a giant head out of the water. <laughs> the pilot's like, if you look outside the right side of your window, uh, you'll see <laughs> giant uh, eternal god poking out of <laughs> top of the earth. It's been there for a while. Wave hi to him, everybody. That's like flying over the sphere in Vegas, and there's like a blinky eye. It's the same thing. It's just a giant fucking body. Okay. Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, uh, Tom Hardy gets zapped in for a second in that credit scene and leaves a piece of the symbiote. 
in. No, that's not. That's nothing. nothing. No. I saw this other article where Kevin Feige was like, I want to use Venom in something, but mm. there's mm. a piece of the symbiote in the MCU. Okay. Moon Knight. Let's jump to Moon Knight. Jake Lockley is still working with Khonshu. One of his um, identities that he doesn't know, I think. That one's confusing. I don't even know if that one Lockley matters. Is still working with Khonshu. Yeah, we remember. I don't even know. Yeah, we met, I, I remember that. He it was the cat. Yeah, it was like another personality, the cab driver. Maybe. Yeah, I don't even know if uh, that one's a weird one. I think, okay. Then <laughs> Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness post credit scene. Clea arrives, Charlie's Theron, and she tells Doctor Strange that I think, I think that one's happening. There's an incursion and they have to fix it. Okay. I think, I think that's part of we what are they doing with Kang or or Doctor Doom? I think that's part of Secret Wars. That could be easily tied into Secret Wars, yes. Uh, at the end of Thor Love and Thunder, we see the dude from Ted Lasso playing Hercules, and he wants to kill Thor. He's been sent, right? Isn't Russell Crowe sent yeah, him to? Hercules, yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Thor has a daughter. I don't know about that one. Uh, I think we, that one, I don't know if we get a Hercules. Okay. Anytime soon. There's still a bunch more. She, Herc, Attorney of Law. Uh, Bruce Banner has his son, Scar, on Earth, who's got a horrible bowl cut. It just out of nowhere shows up with his son. When did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> and of course, Wong has Emil Blonsky broke him out of prison. He's hanging out at Comertage. That could be fun somewhere. Uh, werewolf. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Werewolf by Night. Elsa has the Bloodstone. That's a big one. It's a stone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's a big one. I don't know. I don't know. I think Wolf by Night did pretty well, so I think that one they might be more apt to. Again, if they're doing like a Midnight Suns, you could do. I saw one rumor that have been like Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night, Scarlet Witch, maybe Ghost Rider. That could be a cool Midnight Suns <laughs> thing. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, T'Challa, his son, his name is T'Challa, so he can grow up to be Black. Oh, wow. You can, you can grow him up real quick, make him Black Panther. And then Namor, it says Namor plans to make Wakanda depend on Talakan should the world ever turn against him. Right. That was his contingency. Mm, okay. I think that'll still fly. That could happen. Namor is a huge, huge character in this. He needs to be brought back. Uh, and then, of course, in Ant-Man, the most quantum mania, Council of Kings is formed. They're planning to launch another war. Maybe. Yeah, that one. That one's Maybe. real up in the air. Yeah, that one could all be nothing. Uh, Guardians Volume 3 leaves us with a new team. Rocket being in charge with Groot, Craglin, Cosmo, Adam Warlock, Phyla, and Blurp. I don't know if, Not anytime soon. I don't know if you make another Guardians movie. The yeah. third one did really well this year, and it was a great ending. And then Peter Quill is back on Earth. And it said, I think, yeah, he comes back. Oh, so he could be in Something. Secret Wars. It said Star-Lord will return. Yeah, I think he comes back. So he's still signed, signed in. All right, still a couple of big ones. Secret Invasion. First of all, the U.S. has declared war. On all extraterrestrials, what does this mean? Does this include as guardians? Is this every alien species? How is Harrison Ford's president going to be enforcing this? Are they even going to? Maybe that's something that they put into Thunderbolts. You could do it in Thunderbolts where they're hunting down extraterrestrials. They're hunting down extraterrestrials and then they have a secret weapon that could take them down. It's Sentry, but Sentry ends up being horrible and... They need to actually take down Sentry. I mean, such an extreme move to put a target on all the scrolls that are on Earth and any other 
supposed to, like that's very extreme. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, let's not forget Sonia Fallsworth, played brilliantly by Olivia Coleman, teams up with Gaia Amelia Clark, who is now like the most powerful fucking being. Has all does she still? She has all the powers of everybody as this mm-hmm. scroll. She's she's pretty strong. She's got a tiny Drax arm. It's adorable. <laughs> so bad. Let me pet that Drax arm. <laughs> the, you do Drax arm one time. Let me pet the. Can arm. I see the Drax? Can I pet that dog? <laughs> can I pet that dog? Uh, Rhodey has been a scroll this whole time. Wolf. Oh man. Yeah. Well, they, they they did announce an Armor Wars movie. Right. A while ago. It, it, I don't know where that's at, if that's still happening. So I guess it does happen, maybe. He's been a scroll since, I think they figured out, since Civil War, at the earliest, Jesus. he's been That'd be hor- that's horrible. Yeah. And then, the last movie we got, the Marvels, uh, Valkyrie provides refuge to the Skrulls on New Asgard. Okay? They're all living okay, there. Maybe, sure. Kamala Khan is putting together a team, and they could definitely do Young maybe Avengers. And then Monica Rambeau trapped in a different universe with Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Yeah, they'll probably do that, too. I think I was initially going to say the Marvels, none of that stuff would be part of anything because it just bombed so bad. But they actually set up some stuff that they did would maybe make them some money. So despite the bomb, the bomb that it is, I don't think they're going to completely ignore it. Yeah, that one uh, that there's a lot of big ones in there. So if they could pull off Ty, I think a lot of these are going to get just fucking thrown to the side and uh, it should be. Huh. It's gonna be fun seeing how they fucking pull this shit all back together. Yeah, they got a lot of work to do. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of a lot of changes. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Speaking of changes, we are going to be reviewing the last DCU movie in a little bit. And there's oh a, yeah, there's a, that's a good segue. There's a big change coming there over at DC Warner Brothers as Peter Gunn sets to reboot the universe. But last week, there was some crazy news coming out saying that Warner Brothers CEO David Zaslav met with the president of Paramount oh. to discuss a merger. Oh, shit. Which is very interesting. Oh. That if you imagine, because Paramount, from what I know, from what I heard in some of these podcasts, Paramount needs somebody to buy them at this point. It's dire situation over there. Uh, Paramount, of course, has uh, properties like CBS, Comedy Central, BET. Showtime has now been rolled into Paramount. Nickelodeon, MTV, Paramount Pictures. This also includes like all the Star Trek shit. But if they were to merge, they would give Disney a run for their money there. Because while Disney has Marvel and Star Wars, you would have the exact opposite over here. You'd have DC and Star Trek all on one platform. Uh, but it, this is all very early news because if you remember Warner Brothers Discovery merged a little while ago, they mm-hmm. can't enter any more acquisitions for two years after it ends that. This April. It ends in April. So it's possible Paramount may be bought by somebody else by then because I know that they are they are desperate for someone to buy them. Um, but some other people have said last time this happens. Uh, when Fox and Disney merged, like twelve major releases were removed. You had less major releases. Well, for sure. When these studios merged, but what do you think? Would this be smart? We know Zaslav needs to make some money. He could use these IP. He could sell off parts of them. Yeah, I mean, we kind of thought at some point this would all sort of happen, right? I uh, didn't. We think 
a while ago that when all these streamers were doing their own thing, that at some point the 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 pot the the, the tables would turn, yeah. everything would tip over, whatever fucking analogy you want to use. Yeah. Water would boil over. Yeah. And they'd realize there's just too many and we need to merge and you would have your pick of like you know, maybe two or three different um streaming options. So I think this is pointing in that direction. Paramount's not done well on streaming. Yeah. They don't have that much IP, but their debt is better than their balance. Their debt to capital ratio, according to this article, is way better than Disney Discover uh, Warner Media. Oh, okay. So it might work out for all sides. It's not going to be good for the actors because there's going to be less stuff. Well, less lot, studios. Yeah. A lot of people get fired too in this. Yeah, a lot of, you know, there's not going to be as many opportunities. Yeah. Um, but if you wanted to increase the amount of IP you have, for sure, this will be interesting. I mean, Warner Brothers has, like I said, DC, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Mad Max. They would add things like all the Star Trek, Mission Impossible, Top Gun, Transformers, uh, Paramount. All the MTV content. All the MTV stuff. I go to Paramount Plus like a, a couple times because I've been enjoying Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, and Lower Decks. They have the new South Park specials drop on paramount now and they put out another one after the pandaverse uh they just quietly like dropped another one which is pretty good wasn't as good as pandaverse uh but i would recommend it it's this one they take uh they skewer only fans and like social media influencers and energy drinks uh what the fuck? yeah and a kind of a brilliant story it was good the pandaverse was brilliant this one was okay but it's still very on on. Listen, you have to watch the South Park special because Randy Marsh discovers OnlyFans and just he films videos like doing top ten lists. But he's just wearing a shirt and his dick is hanging out the whole time. <laughs> the whole episode, he's walking around pantsless and he's just like, "I'm an influencer. I'm a. I can do this." <laughs> he's just fucking little animated penis is just hanging out the whole. It's so funny. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Uh, so I do find myself going to Paramount Plus for certain things. They had Halo, which is okay, but uh, yeah, everything's yeah. I don't really go to Paramount Plus no. that much. Yeah, they got some good things. Everything's gonna get yeah. consolidated though. All getting consolidated. It's gonna be one thing. Okay, last thing in the news. I find this shit is this is kind of fascinating. Uh, January first, the earliest version of Mickey and Minnie Mouse from Disney. Will enter the public domain. Oh shit! That Disney will no longer enjoy an exclusive copyright over the earliest versions of Mickey Mouse. Meaning, underground cartoonists, filmmakers, novelists, songwriters, whoever us, we could do whatever we want with Mm-mm. Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, and they can't do shit. Why does it expire that day? So, because so here's what's interesting. It actually should have expired in 1998. And Disney and a couple other big companies lobbied uh, the government to extend the copyright another 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that started again in 2020. So now every January 1st, more things enter the public domain. And Disney, there's no way they were going to be able to hold on to Mickey Mouse forever. Like they're celebrating their 100th year anniversary uh, Mickey Mouse uh, debuted 95 years ago. Uh, other things that are entering uh, public domain: Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, watch your watch your fucking mouth there, Imran. T- I said Tigger. Okay. T i double g er. That's how he spells it. Watch your all quiet mouth. on the Western Front and Buster Keaton <laughs> thing. 
But this is a big deal for copyright watchers because you can like you can do stuff with stuff in copyright. You can make it your own. You can refilm it. You can put a twist on it, and it's like content. But it's wild that so they, if you notice a lot of the Disney things they put that Steamboat Willie in a little stinger in front of everything now, trying to say look we still use this, you know trying to retain copyright. But the, the this article uh, talks about this guy Dan O'Neill, cartoonist. In 1971, he launched this uh, book, this comic book, underground <coughs> comic book called Air Pirate Funnies. Mm-hmm. And in it, Mickey Mouse was seen smuggling drugs and performing oral sex on Minnie. Wholesome stuff. So it says here, as O'Neill had hoped, Disney sued him for copyright infringement. He believed it was a legal parody. But after eight years in court, he was saddled with a judgment he could not pay. To stay out of prison, he agreed never to draw Mickey Mouse again, and they talk to him, and he says it's still a crime for him. He says, if I draw a picture of Mickey Mouse, I owe Walt Disney $190,000, $10,000 more for legal fees, and a year in prison. It's kind of crazy. Like, he cannot draw. But now, now this guy was ahead of his time in 71. Now you can make adult comic books with Steamboat Willie. The thing is, I don't know if you try, because they'll probably still try to come after you. You think so? I I don't know. They sued a fucking uh, daycare center in uh, like 1989 that had uh, they just painted Disney characters on their outside their building for fun. And they fucking sued them and told them to take it down. (laughs) But we could get, though, you know, we had Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Winnie the Pooh entered public domain last year. And then they instantly make a low budget horror movie. That's what didn't do well. It didn't. But the point is, you could do it. I could see like a zombie Mickey Mouse movie or some low budget shit try to come out. But it's it's going to be confusing and bad for Disney to try to separate these things. Um, But the 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 newer versions of Mickey are still copyright. It's just the Steamboat Willie version. And it's a day I'm sure they never wanted to come. But if you're around for 100 years. At some point, it's going to catch up with you, and you're not going to have your character anymore. That's how it works. So, is that how it works? So, yeah. at some point, something becomes public domain, and then you can't, you can't directly copy it. But if you alter it a little bit, it's okay. Uh, no, but after a certain years, you can copy it. It used to be 75 years was, oh, and then they extended it, it to like 95 years, I think now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of companies like, lobbied to extend it, which was crazy, and nothing came out in public domain for a long time. But it, it's only fair that these things expire and enter public domain. That's how like, that's how shit works. That's how you get content. Are what like superheroes public domain? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. but it'll have to be like ninety five years from. So Superman may be coming up soon. Huh. Uh, but this was let's see, they're talking about nineteen twenty eight. So works from nineteen twenty eight and previous are all in public domain. So wherever don't have any ideas, we could just like crack open uh, something and read it. <laughs> yeah, you, if, our own if version. you run out of ideas for the back, the uh, tiles of our jock and nerd, just yeah. do mini Mickey doing something stupid. Yeah, and they can't do shit. And you can't do shit. Yeah, that somebody's making a Great Gatsby zombie movie that is also in the public domain. So it's but it is something that is encouraged. Like if you want to make content, look at public domain. All this shit is open. And uh, totally legal to use. You could reuse songs and movies. So I don't know. Public domain is interesting. The list is wild. So there's a website. You can go check it out. Anyways, that's it for the news, everyone. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back and go splish splash uh, with our buddy J-Mo in the underwater regions right after this. 
messages. We'll be right back. Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is a hurricane heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week, we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it, whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before, and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday Podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill, every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week, we bring you hip-hop headlines, so we let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Wu News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Listener, if you enjoy this show, it is a great time to give back for all the entertainment value we've been providing for eight plus years. And join, oh my God. yeah, almost it'll be nine years in a few months, March. Jesus. Uh, but you could join our awesome Patreon fan club. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd. And you can support the show in a monthly or annual basis, and you get stuff. There's access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early there's bonus content instant reaction bonus reviews you can join us on our monthly discord hangouts those are a lot of fun get to meet each other and geek out uh the next hangout will be january 18th which is a thursday 8 p.m central time put it in your calendars uh and there's a you pick it tier where you can pick any movie for us to review a lot of fun stuff we appreciate everyone's continued support and it uh, literally keeps the show happening week to week we couldn't do it without our special producers on the patreon okay here we are we are going to review the final film in the dceu aquaman in the lost kingdom here's your spoiler strap yourselves in you fucks spoiler time holy shit we made it anthony we are at the last DCEU movie before James Gunn fully takes a over. A 10 year journey started with Man of Steel in 2013. A 10 year, messy, convoluted, uneven fucking journey. Of course, this is a sequel to the first Aquaman that came out five years ago in 2018. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Made a billion dollars. It is the 15th or 16th film if you count Justice League twice. And it's the final DCEU movie and uh this movie was originally supposed to come out a fucking year ago last december was the original release date oh wow which is when i believe avatar it was gonna come out the same day as avatar 2 why did they delay it again uh oh a lot of baggage a lot of things reshoots gotta get it away from avatar 2 that would have been even more of a disaster 
if it, been bad. if it came out anywhere near Avatar 2, right? Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the DCU ends its 10-year journey with a 36% tomato meter. Jeez. 4.9 out of 10, 79% from the audience. Now, this is the fourth movie, right? They've given us three others. Uh, it started with Shazam, Fury of the Gods. That's it's a jeez. We got four DCEU yes. movies this year. Shazam was forty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. The Flash sixty three percent. Blue Beetle seventy eight percent. It's trending up, and then this one ends with a thud at thirty six percent. The budget of this movie two hundred and five million dollars. No surprise there. And here's where it gets really bad. It opened on the four day Christmas weekend, so. The three-day opening weekend domestic pulls in $27 million. Four days. That's lower than the Marvels. Yes. And I'll get to that. We all guessed last week. We all overbid. We were on Prices Right. You'd be like, you're what all say? overbid. You said 30. Oh, I was you, close. You were closest, but you have all overbid. Four-day, $40 million. It doesn't even open uh, number one for the Christmas day. The color purple uh, was on top. Now. Uh, worldwide, it's currently sitting at a hundred and eighteen hundred and twenty million. But this thing's pretty much DOA. Yeah. So the Marvels, which was like a huge considered oh scandalous box office bomb, I opened at forty six million, which is <laughs> compared oh, to this, compared to uh, this is doing gangbusters. It's amazing. Uh, this thing opens a little bit higher than Blue Beetle that opened at twenty five million. But below the flash that opened at fifty five million and even Shazam two opened higher, thirty million. Wow. Man. Wow. Uh this one again directed by James Wan <laughs> with a screenplay uh by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Cool. Say that name five times. Yeah, it's four names. He has four names. He also wrote the first one. But here's where the red flag is. It is based on a story by James Wan, Johnson McGoldrick, somebody named Thomas Pa uh, Sibet. And Jason Momoa himself. That's a fucking red flag. Yeah, there's a lot of contributors. There's the too many writers. Four writers on the story of Momoa is one of them. That's never good. Speaking of Momoa, he returns, of course, as Arthur Curry. We got Patrick Wilson as King Orm. Uh, what's his other name? Uh, uh, Ocean Master. Ocean Master. Yeah, yeah. Let me just throw in. Yeah. I love, I, I didn't notice this. I didn't realize this till after. I just love that Jason Momoa is calling... Patrick Wilson, his little brother, he's supposed to be older. Yeah. But oh. in real life, Patrick Wilson is six years older than Jason Momoa. Oh, my God. And doesn't look younger than, at all to me than Jason Momoa in the movie. So it's just funny that they are they have it that that is the dynamic. That that is, is the that's why brother. he's mad at him. He's saying, don't call me your brother. <laughs> that, so wait. But you said Patrick Wilson is older by six years. Six okay. years Jeez. older than Jason Jeez. Momoa in real life. Yeah. He's almost fi- he's 50 years old. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jason Momoa is 44. How old are you again? Uh, I'm 40. <laughs> what year is How this? do you look compared to these guys? No, I'm in between. 47, <laughs> and they both look better than me. <laughs> Nowhere uh, arguable. No. I, you, if, if, if I got punched in the face a few times and I had swollen eyes, yeah. I might think you look better. <laughs> then Patrick Wilson. Definitely both. Patrick. Both. Uh, both. Even Momoa? Well, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's sweet of you. You'd have to be really drunk. And and, if I had, if I yeah. had uh, glaucoma, yes, if I had, <laughs> and, and in one eye, the other eye was a, a glass eye. If I had an eye patch on like and had severe <laughs> nearsightedness. I would say you don't look bad next to this guy. Hey, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same age as David Beckham. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Yaya, Yaya Abdul Mateen II returning as Black Manta. Amber Heard is in this. She's in it. Mesmira, and it's like, there's a bunch she's in of, it. she's in it for uh, substantial stuff. Nicole Kidman returning as his mom, Atlanta. Uh, Randall Park, who is also Jimmy Atlanta. Woo. Atlanta. 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 That's her name. Right. No, I know. It Atl- sounds like Atlanta. It does sound like Atlanta. It's mom, Atlanta. The city of Atlanta. <laughs> city of Atlanta. Uh, Randall Park is Dr. Stephen Shin, and he's Jimmy Woo. He's got two great roles. <laughs> Tamara Morrison, Boba Fett as uh, Tom Curry. Dolph Lundgren returning as King Nearest. Apparently, Martin Short is in this as Kingfish. I, guess, I don't know if it's mocap. I didn't even I didn't notice that. And there's a Game of Thrones guy, Pilu Asbaik, uh, as Cordex. We'll get into all that. That's your main. Okay. John Reese davies does a voice, too. We just saw him in, in Indiana Jones. Sala. I guess he's the Brian King. Interesting. Uh, Anthony. Yes, that's my name. Uh, what happens in this PG-13, two-hour, four-minute, final installment of the DCEU? Um, this is about Aquaman, or not, excuse me, not Aquaman, a Black Manta looking to do whatever it takes to get revenge on Aquaman from the last movie for killing his father. And he comes across a source of power that uncovers secrets and gives him uh, undeniable strength, but also corrupts him and is connected to the kingdoms of Atlantis. And Aquaman has to deal with this by while also having a, a newborn and having to work with the man that he fought with in the last movie, his brother, Ocean Master. Yeah, a lot of that sounds familiar from other things. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. so it's, uh, you, you went to see this. How'd you feel coming, <laughs> coming out of it? You know, I knew this movie was, this. so we know that this movie is a lame duck movie. A lot of baggage so, for this movie coming in. A lot of baggage, lots of things. You know, we know that this doesn't mean anything. We know we we think this actor Momoa might even, you know, he might be Lobo at some point. Like, there's all sorts of things going on. You had the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, yeah in the meantime, you had all that. You had the baggage. You had and then, bad reviews. And then the DC had, re- announcing a reboot, like while you're making this movie or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this, you know, this. Now we've gone through this. We've done this song and dance a few times now, and this is now we're at the point where it's like, let's just get this over with. Let's just get this out. So you see all the bad reviews too, and it's Christmas weekend. I went to go see it. It's it's not a horrible movie. Hmm. Like I wouldn't personally go and say, hey, this movie is an all time bad movie that eventually Maddie Delhauer is going to do a what the fuck happened yeah. or whoever does the shitting on movies. I don't know that's that bad. I don't think it's that good either. It's not good. Um, it's just okay. I think my biggest criticism is it feels very familiar in terms of plot and storyline to a lot of superhero shit we've seen in the past. Yeah. I actually wrote this down. There's a lot of things um, it crips from. I mean, like the whole dude guy getting possessed by worse evil. Yeah is something we've seen a lot of yep, before. Yep. So just to name a few films, we saw it in Doctor Strange with Kaecilius. Yeah. We saw it in... Um, Avengers with Hawkeye. Saw it with Avengers with Hawkeye, but we, we saw it a lot recently. So we saw it with Wonder Woman 84. Oh, yeah. 
we saw it with Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, when the the girl gets possessed. Yeah, Enchantress. Shazam. We saw it there too. Oh my god, that's right. So we've seen this thing where someone that's a little bit nefarious is searching for a higher power, and they get involved in this higher power, and they get really corrupt. And this higher power is actually just using them um, to. And we saw this with the original Green Lantern too. Oh yeah, where they're they're just getting this higher power that possesses them, and then we're actually the main main enemy is like this entity yeah. that we can't really wrap our hands around. And that never really is that good of a story. I mean, sometimes it works in some cases, but you take away the personal connection between the villain and the hero because you know that the villain's being created or, uh, or um, the villain's being manipulated, excuse me. So you have that familiarity. You have the Orm and, and uh, Aquaman buddy uh, cop brother thing that we've seen with Thor and Loki. Yep. You have Jason Momoa acting like dude bro Thor. Yeah. Um, which was kind of his character. So all that to say, you know, we do get some, still some crazy visuals in the underwater stuff, but yeah, to me, it just, it was more of a lot of ideas we've seen before and not in necessarily ideas that were, or uh, things that we've seen before, but they've, we're seeing them in a new light and it's, it's like taking pieces of that and making something fresh. It felt very, um, rotten. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's that's my first initial thoughts. And what did you, what did you think of the first one? Uh, I didn't love the first one. I thought the first one was kind of a mess. That being said, I admired the swing that the first one took. So that first one, was just a wild fucking movie. Yeah. Like you put that first one up and you put that next to uh the way Snyder portrays Aquaman it's just like, "Whoa, yeah. where the fuck did this all Completely come from?" Completely different. Yeah. So that one it seemed like they were having a lot of fun. This one I felt like there were still some cool visuals with the and weird shit with the octopus. Um but so this cool. one felt a little more just not fresh, like yeah. not like as if they just kind of had to shit this one out and get it over with. Yeah, yeah. When this movie ended, I just thought it was a mess. I shit you not. I drank a triple espresso going into this movie to help me stay awake, and I was still fucking nodding off like towards the, the, the middle end. Really? Yes, it could. It's it's a very forgettable. There is so much CGI thrown on the screen that my eyes kind of glazed over. And like some of the CGI is really good, and then on top of it is like really unfinished CGI. It's really weird. Uh, I found the story confusing. I was I did not like how uh, Black Manta's revenge storyline was kind of sidelined and hijacked mm-hmm. by this other thing because I was looking forward to that. Right. The humor didn't work for me. That the editing is so choppy and all over the place. Momoa seems to be the only one kind of enjoying himself. The best parts are kind of him and his brother. There's, that's a little bit of fun, and him and his father, some of that is good. But like the beginning of the movie is like a whole different movie where he's trying to be like Aqua Dad, mm-hmm. uh, and then the rest of it is like a whole separate movie. Uh, and there are times where I could, I was so confused, I couldn't tell if they were like underwater or above the water. Towards the end, <laughs> it got. So, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like trying to look at their hair. I was like, wait, are they still underwater? Are they in the, uh, under the in the ice? What the fuck is going on here? Um, so yeah, Topo the octopus was kind of fun. 
But the thing that bugged me the most is you can tell how cut up this thing was with there's so much voiceover narration mm. explaining things to you like every so often. And I was like, oh, well, they just cut that whole scene out and they just made made us then tell us what happened. Yeah, they didn't really need to do the whole thing with Black Manta getting possessed and there being the secret kingdom of the lost. Like, it just makes the story less personal and way bigger than it needs to be. Like, I feel like I agree with you. I think that took it away from it. You can definitely tell. I mean, the movie's, a lot of the movie is focused around the fact that Aquaman's a family man now. He has his kid, although not really. Yeah. It's somewhat focused on it. But they can't focus on it so much because if they do, you're just going to be like, well, why isn't Amber Heard the more mom? in the movie? That's what I kept <laughs> yeah. thinking. There is no scene in this movie where they're talking like they're a happy couple raising no, their yeah, kid. No, yeah, you don't. You don't. That's yeah. You completely. So they the movie wants you to care about the kid because the kid becomes a plot device at the end, right? They need the kid's blood, yeah, to bring back this lost kingdom to un yeah um, unfreeze cortex aqua, aqua yeah. people, yeah, but. You never get the sense, other than like the pee scene, which is made for a joke. Oh my god! You don't really get the sense of how their family dynamic is because they can't really use Mira because it's played. She's played by Amber Heard, so like he's essentially. Yeah, you a, don't really see that they're. A, you don't really get the good family stuff like that a, you would normally get. It's like a single dad raising this kid for no. Like, it's what more, the yeah, fuck? it feels like he's a single. Where's dad? the fucking mom? Oh, by the way, if you want to see a movie where Momoa gets peed in the mouth, this is they gave you that. So they do give you that. that they, that's a plus. They do. They do. <laughs> They do go out of their way to show Mira, played by, again by Amber Heard, manipulating pee into oh, yes. her man, man's mouth, which is now oh kind God. of funny because oh. there's just stuff with urine and fecal matter that they, they just want to keep in with her. I can't believe they left that in. That's got to be a that joke. In, yeah, That's got to be a joke. She shit on Johnny Depp's pillow and then peed <laughs> inside the yeah, And mouth. then had her baby pee inside oh the mouth. mouth. I mean, the baby was cute and like how he could talk to the fish was cute. I laughed out loud the moment they realized the baby's been kidnapped and they're both like, no, I was like, oh, my God, what am I watching? What the how does fuck the, is this? How does he know that he has a kid? Oh, I don't know. Unclear because they're like, oh, the bloodline. It does not end with us. The dialogue is so bad. Yeah. In this movie. I really didn't like. I mean, I know Momo was having fun, but I really didn't like his dialogue. And and I and then the movie gets so goofy at times with him and Orm, like there's just this tone that sometimes happens throughout the movie where it's just like, are we taking this seriously? It's all I yeah. taking this seriously. Totally is all over the place. And like it, you know, the first movie was kind of cartoony. Yeah, but this movie just—it's like the, he instead of building on the shit in the first movie, he just did it again. Like throw everything at the fucking screen. Yeah. Instead of trying to like, it would have been nice if there was more about like, I understand Arthur Curry. It should have been about him being drawn between two worlds. He's been king for this long. He still doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's still like, why does he even want to be king still? Yeah. Why does he even want to be like, let your mom. Why be is king. he even a good king? At yeah. This point? Why do people like him? He doesn't know what the fuck is happening. He doesn't. And the thing is, too, is like the movie. A good movie has a good arc for the main person. I feel like Jason Momoa's character is exactly the same in the beginning of the movie yeah. as he is at the There's end. There's no arc. The arc that actually happens is for Orm. Yes, it is more of an Orm character because he comes all the way around. Where he comes around, I'm the yeah. guy being his brother. Even Dr. Shin gets an arc, right? He flips sides mm-hmm. at the end once he sees. But Jason Momoa is exactly the same. <laughs> and 
Black Manta. I, I thought at the end they would have done the thing where he realizes that he's just gone too far, but they don't even do that. He's still mad. He's still he's mad. Like, he's like, no, you. yeah, I'm not going to let you help me. I'm just going to die. And, Fuck off. And they, they did the same thing. They love copying Thor because this is exactly oh. Thor had a chance on the first one to yep. save his brother. Yep. And he Loki lets go. Yep. And then this one, Black Manta lets go. I mean, he even calls him Loki. Like, why would you do that? There's yeah, some blatant true. ripoffs of Marvel, of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Lord of the Ring. It's all in here. But it's nothing, like you said, it's nothing fresh or new. Like, it's just there. Like, all of it, to me, fell flat. Uh, and ultimately, it's it's just like you forget about it. Like, even in the first one, I still remember that scene. The rooftop chase scene with Black Manta is really good. It sticks out. Mm, is, yeah, that's a really good Is scene. there anything in this movie that will stick with you like that? I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything. I mean, there's cool stuff like the cave people look good. Yeah. I don't really understand the cave people. I don't understand like how they're yeah. connected to Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, or the sand people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I just, that, even no. that whole scene where he saves his brother seemed to go on a lot longer than it needed to. Uh, oh, yeah. And the, I mean, the two of them had some good chemistry, I guess, but. Fuck. It's okay. It wasn't. It's it, it, the thing is, is like you automatically are going to compare that to Hemsworth and, and Hiddleston, yeah. and it just doesn't hold yeah. a candle yeah. to it. Then they go, they pull like a Star Wars where there's like the the there's the the band, the Max Rebo band, and all the underwater oh, yeah. in the bar. It's just like Star Wars. Well, then they do, and then the indie stuff with the sand, just like Indiana stuff. Jones, Lord of the Rings, where it's like one true ring power you need to get to. Do. And it's like they try to do make it a climate change message movie, yeah. but I, that doesn't work either. Like, they what try, the yeah, fuck they is try this to movie? be like, yeah, and but they try to be like, the funny thing is like they're trying to say, oh, the climate change is happening because of humans, but then they're going, oh, it could be sped up a lot by the orichalcum, oh. which is ac- actually the lost kingdom that wants this. So really, it's our own. Like, I don't know what the message what? is. Like, yes, it's, it's they're, so they're really saying their own the kingdom actually is the one speeding this I up. I did not. I completely lost all kind of connection to the bad guy plot by the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. The bad guy is it's like, what's happening? Infected them to make the orichalcum mine the orichalcum so that they can melt the ice sheets. Okay. And increase. And let them out. Yeah, oh, right. To melt. They say orichalcum a lot in this movie. Yeah, they do. It was really annoying. I was like, stop they, saying orichalcum. They, they really calcum. enjoyed make, using that freaking <laughs> weird word. Stop saying orichalcum. Uh, so what was the lost kingdom? We saw it, but like, what's the point of that? It was, um, what's his face from Lord of the Rings, yeah. Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Iron Joy. Yeah. Iron, uh, was it Pilu, gray? Pilu, great. Oh, uh, uh, his that actor. Yeah. P- Pilu S. Bake. What is he? Pl- what is he in, uh, uh, plays. Hold on. Danish actor. Pilu. Oh, he spells. You're on Greyjoy. Nice. Oh, yeah, you're on right. Greyjoy. We get to see you're on Greyjoy for a second. Spake. And. Um, but he looks like he just begot evil. He looks like an evil Groot or something. Like, why did he look like yeah, a fucking he, Groot? Well, yeah, I don't know why they did that. And I don't know. What he just I don't even remember what his uh, why he became evil. Yes, he just was. <laughs> and there was a fight. He just was evil. Yeah. And he got trapped in ice because, I don't know, they, they don't want to kill him. <laughs> and, like, by the end, I'm, like, waiting for this big showdown between, you know, Arthur and Black Manta. And they give it to you, but they, like, rush by it. It's not even that great. No, they rush, yeah, they rush by it because 
because there's something else happening. A different villain. Yes, because something else entirely is happening. That's right. not what I wanted to see. Which yeah, no, I mean, if <laughs> if you're gonna go with the Black Manta revenge storyline, keep it focused on them. I don't know why you need the third villain. It's somewhat unclear to me why even Ocean Master needs to be broken out. But sure, he I guess he he hired Black Manta in the first movie, right? And yeah. I don't know. It's just a it's just a lame duck movie and you can tell they we're going to release it last year. All the shit happened yeah. with Amber Heard and yeah. maybe they had some bad test screenings and they were like, We gotta rework this into something palatable and they went either they it was already written or they reworked it into just the most generic superhero movie. I mean, it's not bad, but it's just completely average. And we're at a point with superhero movies where average superhero movies are really below average. It's even like get, getting to me. Like I usually I would appreciate something that you do it again, but like now even this is where it's fucking wearing thin. It was boring. It was boring. Like all yeah. the shit on screen, and it's fucking boring. There's Topo. There's fucking giant creatures. The, yeah, the, that's the that's actually the the Herculean task that they pulled off. How they threw- make it boring? visuals that we thought were pretty riveting in the first one. They threw a lot of those in the second one. They had a lot of jokes. They had a lot of different locations and yeah. adventures and all of it really amounted to nothing that, you know, you or I are ever going to remember. Again. It's kind of emblematic of this DC's whole 10 year fucking journey. Yeah. If you think about it, I was like, this is well, a horrible way to end it, but actually it's pretty appropriate. Well, it, I was thinking about this when you brought up the, the long 10 years. Yeah. If you just put Man of Steel yeah. and then you put this movie next to each other side by side yeah. and go, look at the evolution of the DCEU. <laughs> yes, this is the same. And you'll just, yeah, this is the same universe. You'll it's just like, go, wait. oh, I understand. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing the entire time. Not until the very end, they didn't know. Uh, the underwater CGI, uh, what did you think compared to what we saw in Wakanda Forever underwater scenes? Because you can't compare it to was, Avatar 2. I was looking at it, and I was... You can't compare it to Avatar. No. Um, I was looking at it and go, oh, I know why it's underwater. They're CGIing their hair moving around. Yes. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's weird, too, because there are scenes where Aquaman and Orm are in, like, underwater ships. Yeah. But then there are other scenes where they can clearly swim faster than being in a ship so it's like why, why would they you ever need be in ships a ship? and and they're like standing around a lot they're not like floating like you would underwater they're just standing there and their hair is floating and i think this is why i was like i don't know if this is underwater or not like when did it <laughs> did you come out of the water none of that like the bioluminescent look the glowy stuff is cool at times uh but yeah it's just all it's just there i mean this, here's the thing the black panther underwater stuff i don't really remember yeah that was a lot darker and a little muddy very dark yeah um what aquaman has going for is 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 just so vibrant but you can definitely tell at least in this one i'd have to go back and watch the first one you can definitely tell in this one they were they were going yeah we don't give a shit anymore (laughs) it doesn't look as good no there's shit that is not finished and they were like you know what fuck it and they had another year on this movie, and there's still that shit that looks like it's not finished, and they just didn't care. They're like, "Why are we wasting any more fucking time and money?" Yeah, on that's, this, that's that's the kind of the vibe you get is that they're just going, "This is the last one. Let's just, just let's just get this out just and not get completely it embarrass ourselves, please." So at the end of the movie, there's the big thing where uh, he tries to kill Cordax with the the black trident, and he catches it, and then Aquaman 
splits that trident and kills him. And everything collapses, right? Black Manta drops to his death, refusing help from Arthur. Uh, they decide to let Orm go and tell the world that he's dead so right. he can live a life. They don't kill the baby. I wonder if they did in an earlier cut. I was surprised they didn't kill the baby. And then the baby death. And then they pull a thing from Black Panther and yeah. from Iron Man, right? They do. Yep. It's so ridiculous. He's giving a press conference where he's like, Atlantis is going to come out, be a part of the UN, the world. And then just the weirdest thing, Jason Momoa goes, and I'm Aquaman. Yeah. It just fucking drops the mic. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why would so you strange. do that? You know yeah. what you're doing. Well, and like. He's dressed like Aquaman. Yeah. Of course Why you're Aquaman. He of course he's Aquaman. He looks like yeah, a- <laughs> it, it wasn't like he was doing the best in in, in the a, previous movies yeah. to hide his identity. It's no secret identity. He looks like yeah. a giant carrot in that suit sometimes. It's so orange. Yeah. And, and then yeah, the whole Black Panther. I mean, it's literally yeah. That's that's another what the fuck where we're just retreading things. We've seen all this shit. that we've seen before. But why would you do I am Aquaman? Is it like an inside joke? You're being cheeky, and then. And then this post-credit scene is completely pointless. So literally, oh, yeah. literally, this entire DCEU, this 10-year end thing, it. ends with Patrick Wilson eating a cockroach burger. What the fuck? The fuck? Wow. That's how you, okay. Yeah, that's how we end it. Yeah, okay. Because there's a callback to. Yeah. He, he tricked him into eating a cockroach, I guess. Yeah, Aquaman telling the worm about how all good, all good land food is yeah. and then finds a cockroach. It's like, oh, this is like the crustaceans. Like the shrimp of the sea, and he eats, and he actually likes it. So then, when Orm gets to eat a burger <laughs> yes. at the end of the movie, he puts a kind of cockroach. So yeah, this is how it tastes better for him. That's how the DCU ends. Cockroach. That's how we're gonna. Yeah, and that's how we're gonna <laughs> end the DCU. We're gonna have a, a superhero eat a cockroach, eat a cockroach in, in a burger. In earnest, great, great. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how we're gonna end this. That's, oh. Yeah, that scene's Yeah, it's a sad. It's so bad. That scene still bothers me. Where he knocks like they're running from the thing, and he's got to knock the statue to make a bridge. And oh, he's it's like, horrible! Kingsville the way they animate that, where it's like he like they animate it as if he like springs. It's just such a weird animation. It looks like like two bit animation, where it's like, Whoop. and then if that statue fell like that, the head would have snapped right off. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't have worked. <laughs> No, that would and then not they're work. able to push it. I mean, you had some like giant bugs and some cool like. There's a little bit of kaiju shit in this. There is some like jump scares from oh, James Wan. Yeah, they didn't have the kaiju yeah. shit going on. They had jumps. But that was because of the oracalcum. It's always oracalcum. What about the oracalcum? What about the oracalcum? We gotta get the stop saying oracalcum. I I don't <laughs> even know what that first creature. There was that first creature with the tentacles. Like what the fuck was that? Oh yeah, in the um, in the ice in the ice. Yeah. And then, like, why? How does Manta have all these people following? Oh yeah, him? How, like, when did this happen? How did he get a whole <laughs> army and this giant ship? And, and this, why? Why are they just blindly following him? Does like, he pay no him? Is looking at him. How going, does what he is going pay them? Here, man? Yeah. How are they employed? What is this? Is there health benefits? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it you know because it's just it's all half baked. They didn't really think through. Okay, why would people hate Aquaman? Why would someone follow Black Manta? That's none of that's there. The the only thing they the only subversive text they have, and it's not subversive, is them throwing at you the climate change. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then they subvert that with the fact that it's not even because of the humans. Yeah, the climate change is happening. Yeah, because like Orm's thing in the beginning kind of made sense, right? The surface right. He, dwellers. He was the one in the first up. movie. Yeah. He was going. We got to declare war on the war on the surface. Yeah, because they're fucking up the ocean. Yeah, they're fucking up the oceans where we live. But now yeah. it's like, oh, 
they're fucking up the oceans, but it was actually this orcalcum. And like, I love saying the word orcalcum. Orcalcum. And then like I don't know, Amber Her- came up with that word. I, I think it's a real thing. I <laughs> think it? it's actually orcalcum is orcalcum has been held to either a gold copper alloy, a copper tin or copper zinc brass, or else a metal or metallic alloy no longer known. So it is oh. an ancient gold alloy that does but in this movie they portrayed as this green smoke yeah i mean they did the same in indiana jones with the antithic arrow which was like a real thing but they made it magical Mm. uh this is uh i think it is it's mentioned in ancient writings but it may have been a real thing that's not around anymore resembled gold i also thought it was hilarious all the amber heard appearances were hilarious because she would come out of nowhere and then just save them. No lines. And then fucking fuck off and disappear again. Until the next time they needed yeah, to. They, re- they really minimized her as much as possible. They said, "What? how can we keep, how can we, she has to be in the movie because the, the movie centers around having the kid. Yeah. And we don't want it to look like he has a bad family life. The kid has a good family life, but we can't have her really talk. No, we can't have <laughs> her. We want to see her. Nor do we really want to say much or have her seen much. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's so chopped up. Um, yeah. Okay, let's uh, rate it and rank it. And then really after this, I kind of, the real the real uh, point of this is we can kind of do a postmortem here on the DCU sure. at large. So here are the 17 properties we have gotten. I'm including. 17? Yes, really? and I'll tell you why. Including a couple. Uh, it starts with Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 1984, Zack Snyder's Justice League, The mm. Suicide Squad, I put Peacemaker on here, Black oh, Adam, Peacemaker in there. Shazam 2, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman 2 is the 17th thing in this 10-year span. See, I, didn't, I, uh, I did not count Peacemaker because it's not a... It's not a movie. Yeah. But it is a DCEU, uh, and I, th- it is a DCEU I think it deserves property. to be in this list. So let's give, give me a number and where you would kind of put this in this list. Yeah, I mean, this movie for me is a, a like a 5 out of 10. It's just, it is okay. It's not bad. It's just we know what it is. It's lame. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lame movie that... Um, it just doesn't have any original ideas and it's just boring. Um, I don't think it's like terrible. I have it. If, as far as like DCEU, if we're counting Zack Snyder's justice league yeah. and we're counting, uh, what should we call it? Peace, what movie was that? Uh, peacemaker. The suicide peacemaker. peacemaker or no, no peacemaker. Yeah. Um, I would have it probably ninth. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't no. think it's bad. No. I have it. So here's what I have in front of it. Yeah, I have or I have behind it. So here's the the movies that I think are worse. Yeah, behind it I have Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Oh, okay. That movie's worse. Okay. Birds of Prey I didn't like. Oh, uh, that Black Adam. Yeah, I have that behind it. Yeah, and that's a bad movie. Yeah, Wonder Woman four is bad. Absolutely better than Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Batman v Superman I have behind it. Yeah. Flash I have behind oh. it. And Justice League I have. Oh, interesting. Okay. What uh what would be what's at the top there for you? Um I would go I rank it as 1 Suicide Squad, 2 Shazam. Wow. Justice League 3, Wonder Woman 4. Wow. I'd go Peacemaker 5, Blue Beetle, 
six, Man of Steel seven, and then the original, the first Aquaman eight. Okay, that's not a bad list. Yeah, it's not bad. But it's it's just it's not bad. Like, there's clear flaws in other movies. Um, there's some movies that take bigger swings. Like Batman v Superman takes a bigger swing. Yeah, it just for me it doesn't hit at all. It makes me mad. Yeah, this movie doesn't really take swings. No, it's just kind of safe. Yeah. Yeah, they're just the swings they're taking aren't entertaining. Yeah, it's just it's there. It's just there. Yeah, I would also I'm going to give it a five and a half. And I like the first one. And I surprisingly was like, look, I did not. I did not like this one at all. I I will disagree in the sense. That I think the flash is better. I'd rather watch. Oh, wow. I'd rather watch the flash again. Take out the fucking meaningless cameos at the end. The flash is more cohesive. Uh, sure. Then so the flash movie. is has a storyline that you can jump onto and yes, with. Yes. The problem with the Flash for me personally is it just it offends me. <laughs> well, the, the CGI is horrible. The CGI is horrible. The and, end of that movie the, and the, is that ending yeah. with the, the cameos really yeah. makes me mad. It, it Wonder Woman 1984 is definitely worse. It's a bad movie. The su- it's a bad. This uh, uh, Suicide Squad Suicide is definitely bad. worse. Yeah. Um, what about the Fury of the Gods? See, I think Shazam is maybe tied or a little bit better than this. I think they could be tied. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem yeah, with them being tied. I would tied. tie it. Uh, Birds of Prey. I like Birds of Prey. Okay, you like I Birds really liked it because it was different. It felt to me another uh had a potential of going a different way that they didn't really Batman explore. v Superman. That one uh <laughs> that one's still at the bottom. That um, and Suicide Squad for me probably at the bottom. Justice League. Oh, mm, you know, uh, I would say Justice League is a little bit better. Black Adam. Oh, Black Adam is just here's a, Aquaman, Lost Kingdom, Shazam for me, Black Adam, even Birds it's of kinda, Prey. But yeah, you like Birds of Prey. I like so Birds of Prey better. It's kind of tied. Those three movies yeah. are all like the same. Yes. Yes. They're just kind of yes. very yes. generic. Yes. Superhero movies. I think The Flash is better. And then at the top, when I look at this, like Suicide Squad rises at the top for me. Peacemaker rises at the top for me. Uh, Wonder Woman, Shazam, and uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, it's actually pretty good. And then maybe Aquaman. But, yeah. I'm, you know, the surprising thing, you look at these movies, is like James Gunn. Maybe give us the best shit despite all the Zack Snyder shit. Yeah, that, I mean, out of all the stuff, I have the Suicide Squad as right? number one. So. A guy that what was fired from Marvel and picked up, wasn't even supposed to be there. A, mar- a movie, by the way, also that did, I think it was released during COVID. It was, 2021. Terrible. Yeah. At the box it's office. really good, though. It's such a good. Abner, you know who that is? That's your mom. Come on. It's so good. <laughs> Polka Top Man, he has vitiligo. Come on. It's so good. And Peacemaker was just, wow, just the thing. He wrote during the fucking pandemic. That was amazing. Peacemaker's good. I like Peacemaker. So, yeah. So, having said all that, Anthony, looking at all these things, what's some of the best things? What is the legacy of this that they leave after 10 years, 17 things? Oh, man. Legacy. It's it, it, the, the legacy will be written by people that orate and write better than I do <laughs> at some point. But if I could take a stab at yeah. it, it was a universe created on the back of Zack Snyder. Yeah. And Chris Nolan really starting it, but then, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Chris Nolan. And what they wanted to do was they wanted to build off what Marvel had done, but not do it the way Marvel did it. Instead of introducing everything, they wanted to uh, kind of rush to the assembly film and then spin off of that. And they wanted to go with ideas that were um, 
deeper maybe than what Marvel was doing. They wanted to talk about gods and their relationship to man and what does that mean and uh, the tearing down of your heroes. Yeah. They went really nihilistic yeah. and dark to start. Realized that that was not what, what what people wanted to see and there was a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff with, with Snyder or they let him go and then they went into a direction of well let's just let every director do what they want with it and they went in that direction and then they quickly realized we don't really we're not really building to anything and then uh, yeah and then once uh, new ownership came in they said you're not utilizing this right so I think the legacy overall is one of um, just constant flux. Like there was yep. just no, yep. unfortunately for them, there was no Kevin Feige. Yeah. There was no one in a position for them that could drive the ship forward. You know, and that's the real big problem. And it's unfair to even compare it to Marvel because their leadership changed so many times as Warner Brothers didn't know what they were doing and they're changing people and they're getting bought and sold. And everybody has an opinion. Uh, and everybody comes in and changes things. Uh, some of the other things that stick out looking at these, uh, the casting uh, goes from like genius to questionable, mm-hmm. you know, top, but top to bottom, some of everything, you know, Henry Cavill, I thought cast well, Gal Gadot. Uh, but then you have like uh, Eisenberg as like Luthor, even Momoa as Arthur man, Arthur man as Aquaman, <laughs> Arthur man. <laughs> Right. At first, you're like, what? And he's playing it. And like some, you know, whether you like his bro version of this, it was definitely a different take. Uh, so the casting on top of the fucking costumes are amazing all, all around in every movie. I always thought the costumes were really well done. Some of the music cues and themes we got were very good. Um, And then I don't know. That's really I don't know what else you could say. Just the rest of it is just. Yeah, I mean, there's some of the casting was good. You know, Henry Cavill, I think, could have been a good Superman. We had a good Wonder Woman, and then now we don't know if we do. Even Affleck yeah. at times was Affleck had some cool times, shit as just, Batman. Yeah, I mean, Harley Quinn. Um, I think Margot yeah. Robbie as Harley Quinn. Yeah, is good that's choice. a big one. It's just they didn't. None of the movies had time to breathe and and or you know had the enough enough rope to make mistakes and i think they also i noticed this when i was doing the rankings but they could never make a really good sequel no all the sequels are <laughs> shit and it's a dramatic drop off yeah in I mean, the, the sequels. only good sequel they made was the suicide that's Squad. not even a sequel though can it but be yeah it's like a reboot sequel yeah wonder if you look yeah. look at all the sequels they're not good wonder woman 84 shazam, shazam 2 um Aquaman 2, uh, what you would call it, Batman v Superman, they could never really make it. Oh, they couldn't nail a sequel. And as far as this year, uh, Blue Beetle surprised me. Like, And the fact that he's going to be the only one carrying over is interesting. Uh, but that's, that is that is also a formulaic movie, but here they do kind of make it fresh and enjoyable. Um, so that was a surprise this year. But just think of all the shit that went on with Zack Snyder during Justice League. I think didn't his his daughter died? He had to step away. Yeah, his daughter died. Uh, um, midway, I mean, they when they were already filming Justice League when all the feedback for Batman v Superman came right. in, and the studio stepped in and were like, "No, we need to redo this." And then they used his wife or his daughter's death to force him out. Yeah, it was real ugly. And then, like five years later, he gets a chance. 
to make a four-hour Justice League, which is wild. Then you think about the Ezra Miller shit. Then you think about the Amber Heard shit. Like, then you think about the, the Rock and him pulling Henry Cavill black in, back into oh. black, and just every step. There's some fucking some fuckery going on. Well, wasn't the guy? I forgot the Japanese guy's name uh, that was running DC for oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah, uh, Walter Yamada, Yamada, Hamada, oh, Hamada, Walter Hamada. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, at some at one point they were going, well, you could have different ver- like it's all part of it. Yeah, like they will do stuff on TV and yeah. then we'll do stuff on screen, and it's all part of the DC multiverse. But you'll have multiple variations of all the characters, and everyone can do what they want. And it was just, yeah, they never had a, a singular thing that they were driving towards. Remember they were going to make a trench a trench movie and all oh, this yeah. other shit. Right. And then outside of this, you do have this kind of successes of Matt Reeves' Batman and the Joker. Because uh, what's weird is next year, there is no DC Studios movie outside from Joker 2. And one Marvel movie, so that's kind of crazy. Creature Commandos may be coming out, but it's animated. But they won't have a return until 2025. And again, they got a huge break. That's when break. the Superman movie comes yeah, out? Yeah, 2025. Wow. Big break of time for them also. Maybe, I don't know if people will forget it by then. But with these four movies this year, like this is a bad thing, to memory to leave <laughs> in your audience. Uh, this is how you finish yeah, out. That, that's the only thing I'm worried about is like, Maybe the break, I mean, hopefully the break helps them where people are like, okay, you know, we forgot about this for a while and maybe we want something from DC back. Yeah. Because if, if not the stench that this has left, it, it's definitely an uphill battle for DC. Like the, these movies have not done well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a crazy, a crazy list of movies, but the end of an era, of some sort, geez. Yeah. Uh, that's it. All right, let's uh, do some news from the nation. Find out what the listeners thought about this movie. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Somebody's got fart. It's stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I love that you had to say that out loud. Someone's got a fart. <laughs> oh, got a oh fart. shit. <laughs> Ruggs isn't here. Uh, I just got two quick comments uh, about this movie. Uh, Daryl K. simply wrote this. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. That really could sum up the whole slate of the DCEU, uh, if you think <laughs> about it. And then Jason Dutch, our buddy, uh, checking in, uh, saying, wasn't terrible. Momoa is Momoa. He's what you expect. Patrick Wilson is pretty good. I think he'd make a better traditional Aquaman in the Gunverse than Momoa, who basically was the DCEU answer to Hemsworth's Thor. I think Wilson can still do that while Momoa goes on to be Lobo, a character he's born to play. Yeah, yeah, Mateen is an exceptional actor. I hope he pops up in more stuff. Outside of that, the Amber Heard cutouts turned this movie into another Frankenstein film. Bad luck for DC that they had Heard and Ezra Miller's off-camera stuff add to the drama. Aquaman 2 is worth seeing, but ultimately forgettable. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, I mean, good, good. First off, Jason Mummert, great thoughts. Yeah. Well, well thought out. Yeah. Good um, review. Don't know that it's worth seeing. Uh, yeah. I think you can. I don't know how, I don't know how you could say it's worth seeing, but ultimately. <laughs> yeah. If it's forgettable, it's not, you gotta, I, I just wait till it shows up. I don't somewhere. think that means it's worth seeing if it's forgettable. Yeah. I think. Well, you know. What do you think of Patrick Wilson being Aquaman? Because Momoa is definitely going to be Lobo. In fact, he should have been Lobo this whole time. 
He's playing Aquaman kind of like Lobo. He is. Well, they wanted the dude bro stuff that Zack Snyder kind of put into Aquaman, although they turned it up to 11 with Jason Momo- with Snyder being gone and maybe with the influence of Chris Hemsworth and Thor. Uh, is Patrick Wilson is Aquaman? No, because he's 50 years old. Yeah, he is. We just went over that. <laughs> he's older than me, but looks younger. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, but Momoa is like a biker in the. He's like he's riding around on his bike. He's like Lobo. It would be perfect. Give him R-rated Lobo. Let him have some fun. That makes way more sense. Uh, ultimately, he brought some. He brought something different to Aquaman from being, you know, the joke of all the, the butt of all the jokes and not blonde hair. Yeah, yeah he. I mean, he brought a little bit of credibility that wasn't there. But he doesn't. He doesn't really have a lot of range. He just no. kind of plays everything the same. He's J-Mo. the same actor in a lot of stuff. Otherwise, other than in um, Fast X, I hear that he's like oh, he's, really flamboyant. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I haven't seen that, but it looked like he's a little bit. But he's just playing fucking Momoa and everything. <laughs> so yeah, it all ends with uh, eating cockroach burger. That's all. That's the takeaway. That's take how away. we end this. That's how yeah. It is this. over. We're gonna move on. Let's finish up with some. What are we watching, Anthony? I got nothing. No, you didn't watch Monarch episode seven. Oh, I did watch Monarch episodes. We can talk about that. It wasn't as good as the last episode. It just seems like so the uh, them. What did they do? They so Tim is not them closing the hill hill hole to to, um. Oh yeah, he blows up the thing and kills the. He's figured out how to Russell's character figures out how to close kill Titans uh, a hole to the uh, Hollow Earth or whatever Hollow Earth. Yeah, Hollow Earth. But what else happened? Remind me. Uh, so remember, it starts on the helicopter wreckage. And I was like, did they die? And apparently they all did, except for Tim. Except, that guy. <laughs> except yeah. for Tim. And then it's all about May and her backstory. And she, her name is not May. Oh, it's Cora. It's Cora. And she works for AET, which becomes Apex we, Technology. Which, which is built yep, Godzilla. in Godzilla versus yeah, Kong. Um, yeah. yeah, that's basically what the, for, wh- one of the things. Two, two quick thoughts. Um show moves very slow yeah like we're still like the mystery is not as intriguing anymore because we're we're getting so little um also it's just funny to me how everyone just goes to different locations so quickly yeah all right away barely inconvenience at all they're just yeah like both groups the the main three people and then the dude with the glasses we're clearly in the middle of the desert. Yeah. But can find an airport that's walking distance from the desert. Yeah, they walk to the Algiers airport or something. I and, don't know. How and uh these three characters have been in LA, they've been in Japan, yeah. they've been in Alaska, yeah. they've been in Seattle, yeah. they've been in Morocco. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck they're going like, next yeah. episode, but it's just like they're all over the place. Yeah. Like, how is this happening? <laughs> yeah, who's who can afford all this air yeah, airfare? The show's kind of well. Not great. There's th- like there's three left, and I guess now it's set up that like Shaw is Shaw's got his own the monarch bad guy, yeah, the anti monarch, and they got a. But the whole thing about like help us find May will help you find Shaw, like that was all that doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense at all. It's very yeah, like confusing. why they're like oh, but look what we did. We we found Shaw. Yeah, and it just go. You just go. Yeah, you found Shaw because, as Ruggs would say, it's written though. I yes, found Shaw. I don't. Under, I don't really feel as if no. you're, you three would actually find this guy. No, these guys don't contribute anything. They're the no. worst. They're the worst. They're terrible. They're so, so bad. Yeah, the human characters. Unfortunately, we have another Godzilla property where the human characters aren't that great, and now it's they're kind of setting it up where, like, is Shaw 
are they yeah. going to be working against Shaw? Yeah. Is he the bad guy? That's like, what, what it seems what like. Here? Like it's Monarch on one and them, and then Shaw and his crew on the other. I don't understand. Right. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not great. Yeah, and they did. There was no 1950s flashback. The show suffers when it doesn't go to the 50s for some reason. 100. percent So whatever. We'll see three more episodes to go, and you didn't have you watched any of the what ifs? There's five of them. No, oh. I heard saw that those came out. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they any good? They're fun. I did not care for the first one at all. It's of what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? I didn't like that one. The others that have come out haven't been bad. Uh, so far, we've gotten that one. We've gotten what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's pretty good. That's the one where Yandu actually delivers young Peter to Ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was pretty good. Uh, what if Happy Hogan Save Christmas is kind of a really fun Christmas diehard uh, homage in the Avengers Tower. That one's fun. Uh, there's what if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master, which is essentially like before Thor. It's like Thor Ragnarok mixed with Avengers. So the premise of this one, remember, and at the end of Avengers, instead of him coming back through the portal, he gets sucked away and lands on Sakaar. And Gamora's there, and they got to do, like, a NASCAR race. That one, the animation is fucking wild. And then the fifth one that came out today, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper, which is kind of a sequel to the first season Captain Carter episode. That one's not bad either. Hmm. Now, aside, you know, I liked them all aside from the first one I didn't like. I don't know. I mean, at some point we might want to review it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest. I have no desire to no, watch anything. No, right I now. mean, I don't know. I think it's just it's been Marvel, and it's also you know watching this DC movie. Yeah. I'm just like it's a lot. It's it's not even that it's a lot. It's it well it has been a lot actually, but it's just there's just so much average stuff. Yeah, below average stuff yeah. coming out from the big Marvel and DC yeah. comic book studios yeah. that. I, I, I don't know that I have a ton of desire to watch this. I will if you if we have to watch it. I will. But I mean, uh, it'll give us something to talk about. They're only half well, hour we'll, episodes. We will review it. Uh, but you're right in the sense that look, it's animated and it's all what if, right? So right. it doesn't really mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Only unto itself in this what if universe is wh- what it means. So they've built this little uh, multiverse in the show. Um, they're fun. I don't know. The animation is cool. Uh, there's some, it's just alternate, alternate things that they do. Uh, I would, I don't know. Give it a watch. It doesn't take long, but it is something to talk about. We'll be talking about that. And we still got to do, I watched rebel moon. Oh yeah. How was that? Uh, this one's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It's all like, geez, it's got, it's, it's not as bad as I thought because I went in there going i know yeah and i know what to get when, when Zack snyder writes it and directs things and he gives you exactly uh what the, what you expect beautiful visuals real thin characters it's part one and there's but again there's a it's very derivative of a lot of things star wars and the matrix and all these things i would be interested to see what you guys think I don't think it's. A, I think Sucker Punch is still his worst film, but a lot of people are saying this is his worst film. Was well, part one, right? It's just part one. It, apparently, twenty three million views in the first three days, according to oh. Netflix. At my um, my Barry's class. Yeah. Oh, what happened with that? It was real strange. They you, we did the workout. I went to the locker room, changed, came out, and they had all these shakes that had Rebel Moon branding on oh, it. Oh, really? 
and it said train like a rebel. Oh my god! And it was a custom Rebel Moon shake what? post-workout. Wow! And the staff was literally the staff was everyone was confused. <laughs> no one knew where that what this was even advertising. The staff was yeah. even like, yeah. I don't even know what this is for. What movie? <laughs> I, I I was like, what movie is this? Just being playing dumb. Like they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I've I've no idea. <laughs> Uh, how's how this partnership come about? They're like, we don't know. It just kind of came about, and they told us to do it. <laughs> it was strange. I mean, it was definitely different. But uh, I was, I was just like, w- why did they pick this? I don't think there's any protein shakes in the movie. I'm trying to think. <laughs> it really did. I don't know. Train like a rebel. Was that were the shakes any good? Uh, unfortunately, they, people were drinking them, and they had good uh, reactions to it. I could not drink it because it had peanut butter in it. Oh, it oh, oh man. They put peanut so butter. I did not drink it. Yeah. What and then what was on the cup? Just like pictures. It was of the literally people. like a brand, like a plastic cup, yeah. a sh- like a cup with a straw, yeah, and a top. You know that you put a shake in, and then had like a band of of paper all around it that said Netflix train like a rebel. So weird. That's just, that's very, it's very weird. I mean, yeah. So, uh, it's dialogue. Real marketing, baby. Yeah, they're trying everything. The dialogue in this movie is also very rough nobody talks like this nobody oh, they don't really? talk like people and sophia batella is the lead uh her acting is not the greatest Sophia yeah she was the mummy she was the mummy she was in a star trek movie um she's been in a couple of things but uh i don't know i i i i yeah we should talk about it i can't wait i want rugs to watch it because he could have a hot great well, hot take let, let we'll we'll figure something out yeah there's uh, content there's content there we got more content. If you guys thought after eight years going into <laughs> 2024, we'd have no content. Oh, yeah. We're coming up with it as we go. Along. This is really how we whiteboard all this stuff. That's right. So. Like, what's out? Uh, what's out? Yeah. We're going to review. Wait, what do I want to hear Rug Boy talk about? All right, cool. This will be that. great. I also saw, I watched Gran Turismo. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's a little like uh, formulaic and predictable, but it's a true story. And it's Neil Blomkamp. Uh, David Harbour, Orlando Bloom. Uh, the story is wild, and there's parts of it you're like, "Holy shit, this really happened!" But it's good, kind of a good, you know, pump up underdog true story movie. There's a lot of races. He's got a race in on virtual, and then race again, and then he's got a race again, and then he's got a race again. But it's a real <laughs> dude. The dude actually plays a stunt driver, and I don't even remember this happening in the early 2000s. Sony and Nissan got together and did a tournament to find the best Gran Turismo player and put him in a real fucking car. And it's a thing that happens. It's not bad. You know, remember in Ford versus Ferrari? Remember that movie? You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when that. they show you the Le Mans race, which is a crazy race. You know that race? Mm-hmm. The 24-hour fucking race. And if it rains, you keep going. So this guy, he races in fucking Le Mans and podiums. Spoilers. And it's kind of, it's it's good. It's like crazy. And it rains. And like, that's a crazy race. Like, you got a team of like three people. You got to change, change out drivers every four to six hours. And just constantly racing for fucking 24 hours. Rain or shine. Yeah, that is crazy. That race. is a fucking crazy race. So that's in this. It's not bad. for It's on Netflix now. I'll give it, give it a spin. It's good, like, sports feel-good kind of movie. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And a guy and translates. The skills translate. <laughs> well, because in the movie, he has, like, a whole driving setup. He's got, like, the steering wheel and the pedals. And it's great because he can, like, in the real car, he could tell what's wrong with the car based on the amount of hours he's played in the virtual car. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way. And it turns out he was right about the brakes. Like that's what happened. So uh, the guy just had a skill 
that kind of translated. It's wild. It's a good story. So anyways, <laughs> that's all for this week. Uh, Anthony, tell the people where they can find you. <laughs> oh, no rugs. Wait, wait, no. Yeah. You, well, you could find me <laughs> this week. You could find me. I'm debating if I should go out for New Year's or uh, not. So I haven't decided yet okay. where you can find me. Usually I'm out at New Year's getting sloshed yeah, 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 like yeah. with all the other simps that are yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, just looking for some midnight love. <laughs> Usually that's what I'm doing, but I might might not do that. We'll see. I don't know if I want to be hungover on New Year's. Um, why don't you ask where we could find Rugs, though? Uh, Rugs, where can we find you online? You could find me on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, X <laughs> at Really Rug Boy. I, don't I really don't give really a shit. post anymore, <laughs> but you can find me there, and you can look up old tweets of me arguing with people. What? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yes, I will be doing what I usually do New Year's Eve, hunkering down with the lights closed away in dark. Yeah, you'll you'll be waiting for Y2K to happen. There's no need to go out there. There's, people are crazy. But are crazy. we will see you guys next year. That's it for 2023. It's a wrap. That's a wrap. I'll be back uh, in a weird new 2024. It's weird to even say that. Uh, long, the mean- long time doing the show. Yeah. Yes. Started in 2015. It's going to be 2024. It's crazy. In the meantime, listener, check out the show notes at jogginerd.com. You can find links uh, how to support, how to connect. The most important thing you can do this year, next year, share the show. Send it out. Post it. Tweet it. Uh, send somebody a gift card and write it in there. Jogginerd. That doesn't make any sense. Just get it out there. <laughs> Tell it to your dentist, to your butcher. Share it, and uh, we will love you. Have a happy and safe new year. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next year. Oh. Be more funny. Not funny. I like turtles. This is going great. This is going great. (laughs) I think I offered you a chance to be a cop, and you blew it. Jockey nerd.